Previously on the switch and the dial. So here's today's question. How safe do people feel with you? You might have no idea. Or you might. Or it depends. Another way of approaching it is to go back to those two behaviors that Google found that impacted safety. Conversational turn-taking. Check yourself. Do you tend to give time to others to let them speak? Are there topics or people where this is easier or harder for you? Social sensitivity. When you look at your community, under what circumstances are you actually plugged into what someone else is saying? Where is it easier and where is it harder? Although we are introducing this topic right now, it will always be in the background like an operating system. Safety and therefore trust will almost always impact what you can do as a leader. The Switch and the Dial, the daily leadership podcast that explores the moments that matter when you're the boss, no matter the title. I'm your host, Kyle Cordway. As this is a leadership podcast about the words we use as leaders, I want to use a word that often gets overused, but I'd like to use it in a very particular way, transformative. The topic of transformative leadership is enough to take up several episodes, but here I'd like to focus on one idea I think is actually transformative as a leader. When I say transformative, I mean it has the power to reshape the way we see people and interactions, and that idea is safety. I've already talked a bit in an earlier podcast about safety and some of the research behind it. As a reminder, psychological safety is the belief that someone can bring something difficult or uncomfortable to you without being judged or retaliated against. The case I made is that one of the regulators of what you can do and talk about as a leader is how safe people feel with you. For today's episode, I want to ask, what can help you understand how safe people feel with you? In an earlier episode, I posed the idea that there are people in your world who can come to you with a hard-to-hear message about you, and you will listen. And there are people in your world who can give you a compliment, And your first reaction is, what do you want from me? Again, this is about safety. It's recognizing that when safety leaves the conversation, defensiveness creeps in. Now, defensiveness is likely a word you are familiar with. But what are the signs and symptoms of defensiveness? Defensiveness is likely a word you are familiar with. But what are the signs and symptoms of defensiveness? And that can include you or others. It is here I want to turn to the book Crucial Conversations by four authors, Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. If you ever asked me, if you could only read one book as a leader, what would it be? On many days, I'd say that one. In their chapter, Learn to Look, they offer what is, in my view, a transformative way of seeing the behaviors of others around us. 
The first is that part of the skill of handling conversations that matter is building a skill called monitoring safety. This skill is recognizing that all conversations have a content element and a safety element. Safety is that signal that tells someone what they can and how they can share. When safety goes away, certain predictive behaviors kick in and the authors frame these in two broad categories, silence or violence. Silence is any attempt to withhold or shut down the meaning in a conversation. Silence is any attempt to withhold or shut down the sharing of meaning in a conversation. This doesn't mean just getting quiet. It includes masking, which is a form of sugarcoating or euphemizing in the conversation. Sarcasm might also fall here as well, as well as avoiding, which includes changing or shifting the subject of the conversation. Violence is any attempt to compel someone to your point of view or control the conversation. This includes putting judgmental labels on things said by someone else, as well as attacking someone for their point of view. Silence and violence are where we go when we don't feel safe. The challenge laid out by the authors is to, quote, recode these behaviors as a signal to you that someone doesn't feel safe. Easy enough, right? Actually, it's one of the hardest things to do, because in the moment that someone doesn't feel safe, we might be having our own safety issue, and our monitoring skills can drop precipitously. It just so happens that it can be easier to notice it in others first, but noticing it in ourselves is just as important. It's building the noticing skill of what happens to us physiologically, emotionally, and behaviorally when things feel unsafe for us. Sometimes we can only do it after the fact, and that's okay. We work with what we can do. Remember this as a dial approach to important conversations. Just learning to spot others or ourselves going to silence or violence is the skill. Learning to catch it sooner is the product of putting in the work. If we can notice it happening for ourselves, we're in a better position of getting back to what we really want from the conversation. So here's today's question. Where do you go when things get unsafe? Are you more likely to go to silence, get quiet, sugarcoat, withhold, or violence? Raise your voice, talk over someone, monologue, or even attack? Is it an, it depends? Does work versus home change the response for you? And finally, what's the impact of this on what you're trying to accomplish? Talk to you next week. The Switch on the Dial podcast is produced by Kyle Cordaway. If you like what you hear, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, or tell a friend. Thanks much.